My guests today are Karen Campbell and Mercedes Brennan from One Chic Retreat, my favourite design peeps. And they're going to be talking about all things design, including a bizarrely effective colour secret that they're going to share with you. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, as as I've just said, as you've just heard, it's me. And still, I'm going to be saying this for a couple of weeks, still here in my RV in Gulf State Park, Gulf Shores, Alabama. And it is glorious. The sun is out and the water is sparkling right out in front of my window. So I do love living on water, regardless of, of where I am in the world. I like to be living on water. So to find an RV site that's got the water is is just a huge bonus. Actually does help me concentrate and and work to the best of my ability. So I don't know how many of you have actually been inside one of of today's RVs. I mean, they, they really are pretty expansive. I think I mentioned last week, you know, it's it, living space. It's like a, a, it is a tiny home. But there is a problem with the design of the things. Well, perhaps not so much the design, but the decor. And everyone I've ever been into has got all this dark mahogany stuff. And, you know, granted, when you look at them brand new, they look great. But once you're out living in them and you're out in the countryside, you don't always want all this dark stuff. And it really got me thinking about what I could perhaps do to lighten up my space if I wasn't thinking about selling the RV and replacing it for next year. But anyway, so it got me thinking about that. And I started looking around online at sites that offered tips and suggestions on how you could do this. And there's a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, Really interesting. And you can really fall down the rabbit hole looking at this stuff. And this is the case with anything in design and decor. And I have to, I freely admit, I'm rubbish at it. I really am. It's not in my genes, not in my psyche to be good at decor and design. And I know that if I was going to do something with this, I would either have to spend hours on these sites or get somebody in to help me do it. And this is the same for many homeowners who are wanting to perhaps renovate their properties or they buy something, they want to bring it up to date. They want to make it, the word now is Instagram worthy. So you want your guests to come in, have that immediate amazing wow reaction and then start taking photographs and posting them on Instagram because the decor is just so amazing. You know, maybe it's this tropical feel or it's beachy or you're in the mountains or in the Smoky Mountains and it's all warm wood and there's a fireplace and a roaring fire and that sort of thing. So people are wanting this to to post online all the the ambient side of, of what they book. They want to share that they've got the best. And my guests today have been helping homeowners and property managers do this with their properties 
for lots and lots of years. And I know this because One Chic Retreat has been around for quite a few years now. If you haven't taken a look at Mercedes and Karen's blog, you need to do so. They don't post every week. It's every, maybe every three or four weeks, there is an amazing post. And the reason they do this is that they save all the yummy goodness of design and decor and pack it all into one blog post. So for sure, go and take a look at onechicretreat.com. And that's um, the number one, chic, C-H-I-C, and retreat, R-E-T-R-E-A-T.com. Go and take a look at that. And you will see the article that I wanted to base today's episode on because they're talking about a bizarrely effective colour secret that they want to share. So I'm going to post a link to that article on the show notes. And without further ado, I'm going to move right on over so we can talk to Karen and Mercedes from One Sheet Retreat and ask them what this is, as well as a bunch of other stuff too. So listen on in. So I'm delighted to have with me once again, Mercedes Brennan and Karen Campbell from One Chic Retreat. Welcome, ladies. Hello, Heather. Thank you. We're so happy to be here again. Oh, such a delight to have you back. And I mean, before we kick off, just want you to just just tell us a little bit about One Chic Retreat and what's been happening since we last talked. Because I'm going to put the last interview we did on the show notes. So because that was that was so super useful. But I know, you know, two years has gone past. Let's hear what's, um, what's been happening since then. So, oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, we're really, we're really busy. We um, busy. have just helping people either from, you know, start to finish, or as our one of our, our latest blog posts just said, helping people make a few tweaks so that they can increase their ROI, which is the goal. We just actually are starting a project which we're really excited about in Romania with a wonderful client. Well, I like to say it's Transylvania. Right. But she, she corrects me. Yeah. Um, so, so it's going to be do, sort of a... Do you get to go? It's a, it's a, do you get to go? It's a very old house. We get to go. Oh, good. Um, and it's <laughs> a very old house that is sort of going to be a boutique hotel with the basement she's turning into like cooking classes and wine tasting and things like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. To, to do that and then we just did a tiny house which we had Our never tiny house yeah we had so excited never done which was great and we've just are busy doing you know design for a number of clients around the country we're working with some property managers so and I have to toot our horn a little bit about the tiny house. We did a professional photo shoot about three weeks ago. Our client, even before she got the photos, she got, you know, we just did some Instagram, uh, Instagrammable photos with our phones. She put it up. She just started an Instagram account, put it up, and she booked, she had 17 bookings within three days. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. October, <laughs> yeah. Her yeah, yeah. entire October is pretty much booked. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I just yep. I just did an interview with a lady called Michelle Boyle, who um, has a tiny house village in Oregon, and she has oh she she designs and builds tiny houses, and she's got five of them on this plot of land in um, Sherwood, Oregon, and. I, I am I'm just so taken with the tiny house idea. There's just so much you can do 
and I, and I, I mean, one of her tiny houses is 48 square feet. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. I mean, there is so much you can do. And, and actually that's where design is incredibly important because you've got to be very impactful because not everybody is excited to stay in a tiny house. And then once they do, they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you don't do it right, it can kind of go south. Yeah, I'd so, lo- I'd love to see know, you- I'd love to see the that um that listing for that tiny house you've done um and and I'll get that put on the show notes. Yeah, yes. we'll put that. Yes, yeah, we'll get that done for the show notes yeah. for sure. Perfect. So you know that's a good segue into what I wanted to ask you about because I hear from people so much now that they drop down and down and down the listings. How do I get seen? Is the thing that everybody is asking, how can I stand out above the competition? You know, how can a listing grab attention? It's all about color. It's color. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we get clients to that question all the time. And um, when we, when we take a client on, we look at their listing, but then we also look at a number of listings in their location, which is really important. And, you know, we've, we've said it before, and we've probably even said it in our last interview with you, but um, our eyes literally start to glaze over mm-hmm. because everybody just goes beige, beige furniture, beige walls, beige pillows, because it's safe. And they, they, yeah, it's like first tone. Yeah. And they don't, they're afraid to use color and juxtapose patterns and color and color makes people happy. But, you know, the surefire way for you to not stand out is to just do work home. Yes. In fact, our last blog piece is about a client we did in Kansas, not Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. It's, yeah. St. Louis, Missouri. Um, it was a six bedroom house and they were, they had experienced a 3% drop in their ROI. And so they reached out to us for some design tweaks. And, and, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a big project for us. It was just like, Oh, do this, do this. It didn't take much time, but because of the changes that we suggested, their ROI went their their return on investment went up by 46%. Yeah. And we, what we did was we added color and the competition in that time that their income was, was rising. The competition was getting worse. Yeah. And it was just color. And yeah. all, all we did was color. Yep. Yep. And that, that's what it I draws- see across the board. If I'm looking at listings, and, and in fact, actually, when I go out to look at some of the properties that are coming onto our rental, uh, onto our property management portfolio, and I look at them and I think, oh my gosh, this is just so bland. It's so bland. Right. And then just not going to stand out, just get that pop of color in. However, as you know, we have, we have talked about this before. I'm not really designy and a lot of I, I say designy because I know of no other word to say it but I'm <laughs> I'm not the greatest at, uh, at design and decor and I watch you know we all watch the HGTV programs and and there they are it's always the ladies who are sat there with all these swatches of colors and fabrics and I think where the heck do you start so that was the reason I was just to- totally taken with the article that you've got on the blog, which you've titled The One Bizarrely Effective Colour Secret You Need to Know Now. And I thought, okay, I just need to know one. One secret. <laughs> if, 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 if you can teach me one secret, then I'm going to be happy. So uh, teach me. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, 
so that I wrote that article back in 2014, just because so many of our clients were were asking about color mm-hmm. and like they were scared of it. And uh, you know, so many of our readers, you know, get so much inspiration and they get a lot of value out of the blog just by reading our articles and employing our techniques. So I, you know, I have a master's in interior architecture, so I learned about color from like a very scholarly point of view. And I knew that, like, you can't translate that kind of, you know, sort of nerdy material quickly to someone. Um, And so I came up with this way to look at color that everybody seems to understand. And I call it, we call it the field of wildflowers color technique. And it's all about how we humans evolved to love, we love beautiful natural landscapes. And the reason we love beautiful natural landscapes, and I'm talking about clouds, Sky, trees, and fields of fields of wildflowers. There's a there's a hardwired like DNA reason why we like those landscapes, and they helped us survive the the challenging conditions of our prehistory. So, for example, um, if you think about like our hunt, the hunter gatherers, you know, from which we all evolved, they you know they were safest when they saw water, which is blue. They saw a clear sky or with clouds. The clouds meant there was going to be rain. Rain meant there was going to be greenery, you know, green things means animals came to hurt, you know, to graze on those, those grasses. Animals meant there was, you know, there was sustenance, you could hunt those animals. And the wildflowers means like everything is fertile, it's, it's seeding and it's, there's lots to pick. So that's why we like those places. And that's why if we're driving in some place like where you live, Heather, <laughs> you know, we stop in the springtime in April and May and we go, oh my gosh, look at those wildflowers. Like, look at that lake over there. And well, it's why people travel to California every spring for yes. super blooms because it's yes. amazing. It's just so beautiful. beautiful. And it just takes your breath away. Right. And so all you really have to do is if you think about that, like find a, find a, some photograph, just Google it, just say, feel the wildflowers, look at that picture and just say, how can I translate this into my vacation rental? And so I'm just going to, Karen's going to start with the first, it's a four step process. It's pretty, it's really easy. Don't be intimidated. It's so easy. Yeah. It's really, yeah. So she's going to start with the first. So the first step is to create the sky. So, I mean, everybody at some point in their lives has looked up and pointed out, you know, gosh, aren't the clouds beautiful today, you know, or they've surely as a, as a child or maybe as an adult laid down on the grass and just like looked up to the sky and watched clouds and, you know, maybe see an animal in or whatever. But those clear skies with fluffy clouds, it's really peaceful and it's really calming. And, you know, it just kind of brings everything down, which is exactly what you want your guests to be feeling when they're in your vacation property. You want them to just relax and be happy and sort of forget about bills and the things they have to get back to when they when they get home. So in order to do that, we just tell everyone, imagine some of your favorite skies in your life. And it, and it could have a little hint of pink in it. You found a beautiful sunset, but normally I would say it's probably more the fluffy clouds and whatnot. So once you kind of pick those those elements, that's where we say, start with the paint. Let the paint create that atmosphere element. And we tell all of our clients to pick out pale, airy paints with a matte finish. And, and we go to white tones or a little bit of cream because, first of all, they photograph really well. 
and they, really they well. it just makes everything else really pop and it feels very clean and fresh, but it also is very serene and content. So on the blog, we've given you a number of, of paint options. Um, and again, we kind of go to white more, but it's okay if it has a little bit of blue in it or a little bit of pink in it or a little hint of gray in it even. And then to just sort of also kind of create that cloud-like ceiling, we say paint your ceiling a really bright matte white ceiling because that also like you're looking up and it's just, again, sort of calming and everything feels open and it really kind of opens up the space. And make, it just kind of makes everything feel like airy. And you're just kind of, again, having that awe moment, which is which is great. If you, I mean, certainly, and we've done this, you can paint your ceiling a dark blue if the space lends itself to it. But we do that more in residential. So we really like everyone to just stay within with white. Yeah, sometimes we'll do it in a powder room too. Like our powder rooms are, we have fun with those. Like, let's just paint <laughs> okay. it all dark blue. Right. And that, and that. Sky and cloud colors should make up 40 to 50% of your room. It's the dominant background, and then it's going to contrast with all the colors that you bring in. Right. And, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm going to segue into the greenery now because, you know, think about that the landscape is full of greenery. So the greenery is, is kind of, it can be, you pick out some green. It doesn't have to be a lot of green. Green is probably one of our very favorite colors, so we rarely don't have green in a, in our uh, project. Sometimes we put it in an upholstery fabric, like a green sofa. Sometimes it will be pillows, have some green in a painting, a, uh, a rug with some green in it. Or we sometimes do, like, we usually do faux plants, really real-looking faux plants. Right. Um, they're amazing faux succulents yeah. out there right now because unless amazing. you live on the property, you're not going to be watering it. Right. But right. people like greenery. Yes. Especially, you know, just, a little, even like a little sprig of something. It doesn't have to be a lot, but just we love succulents just because even if you do have the real thing in your vacation property, they, they do tend to just, you can just ignore them and they'll still do well. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and you're, and it's also nice to bring a little of the outdoors in, right. even if it is so. It's just, you well, know, especially in the staging photos. Yeah. It's, oh my God. Yeah. In the staging photos for sure. Yeah. You can't, and, and stay away from like flower arrangements, by the way. I'm just going to put that in there. Like those, like the, the grocery store flower arrangements, never do those. Just do, yeah. it's even better just to have greenery, just like just some sprigs of greenery or some greenery and one type of flower. And we tend to favor like white flowers just to keep it simple. Yeah. Are, are you talking so, about, is, is this in every room or? Um, should you well, should, should do, do this everywhere? Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have greenery in every room. And we do put greenery in every room that, right. you know, we design. And again, it's just nice to bring the natural elements in because otherwise your place can be really sterile mm-hmm. and plants make people happy, even if they're fake. And because, that's, and that's backed by scientific research as well. Not to be nerdy again, but, but greenery is, makes people feel calmer, their heart. Right. We'll, we'll slow down. People just, it's, it's strange. It's just in like an anti-anxiety color mm-hmm. in, in and of itself. Oh. So that's about the greenery. Now we're going to talk about the earth. And, and this one is really important. And Karen's going to talk about that. So again, as we sort of going back to what we talked about was earth tones. And we do not mean bring earth tones into your place with 
beige and tan and brown upholstery. We're talking about woods, different or, or pinks. Yeah, please, no. Um, we're talking about flooring and cabinets and stone countertops and the wood legs on your furniture or even a brass lamp. That's where your earth tone should be. And you can have a little bit of brown, like we use sisal rugs all the time. And, and that's fine. Again, that's like flooring. And they're essential because again, they're very neutral backgrounds, which is going to make all the wildflowers pop. So, you know, when you're looking out at a field of wildflowers, sure, there's dirt there and there's some greenery, and the, but the earth is still there. But the earth should not be the dominant thing. The dominant thing is going to be the wildflower. So again, please avoid beige furniture. I mean, it's okay to have a, a leather chair and it's okay to have, we're not saying never use brown, but when you look again, go through listings and, and we encourage every one of you to go through listings in your area and really see what people are doing. And you will see that everybody is going beige. And that's when you'll have your aha moment. Like, of course, I'm not doing well because I'm beige too. Yes. And then, and I, we always tell our clients, like, this is good news that everyone's beige because this means you're really going to stand out. Right. Right. So once they do that, people kind of understand. And then, so you just use those beige tones and then all of a sudden and keep them to a minimal, but then all of a sudden that's when you're going to say, okay, it's time to create the wildflower. Right. Before I talk about the wildflowers, I just want to say one thing about earth tones. Do we ever stop on our scenic drive to look at a plowed field? No. <laughs> we never do that, right? No. So basically, a plowed field is what the majority of vacation homes are doing in their right. decoration. Well, like here in California, I mean, we had a, amazing amounts of rain. We live in the wildfire area. So, you know, I have sports hills all around my house. And then we got this incredible rain. I wasn't expecting to see any greenery for about five years. And then this year, it was literally driving. I felt like I was in Ireland. I mean, it was so green and so fresh. But now when you drive around, it's like, oh, the hills are brown again. And it just kind of brings you down. Yeah, you know, it does. It brings people down. Right. So, okay, so I guess we're ready for step four, right? The wildflowers. This is the fun part. This is the part where we get to really have fun in our project, where we geek out. Yeah, we really geek out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want, um, now I want to do that. I mean, the, the, the first three steps, I'm thinking, yeah, I can do this. I can find the right white for my ceiling and, and get a little bit of green here and there and, mm-hmm. and keep the beige to the minimum. I've got that. But it's this last okay. bit that's the tricky bit. Well, we've never met a color we didn't like. Yeah. So we'll put any color with anything. Right. Right. Um, just think of like the colors of the flowers that you see. So like primary, primary colors are favorites. Like we love like that pure red, pure blue, yellows. And then of course, all the secondary colors, like the oranges and the pinks and the violets. And you're going to bring these colors in, for example, like stripes in the rug, a like a brightly like a really nice, beautiful, bright orange table lamp beside a bed. These are the kinds of things that people are afraid to do. Like, oh my gosh, an orange lamp beside a bed. Right. You know, like, our, I can't do that. Right. Like, do it, do it. Your well, room is going to look amazing. Artwork. Like, that's right. a great place because it's amazing how many people, which we joke about this all the time, do a giant black and white canvas of the Eiffel Tower. And yes. even no matter where their location is, like, yes. they could be at the beach. And that's, Stupid photo pops up, but like it's so great to have black and white. But like 
all of your art can be black and white. Yeah, put put yeah, exactly. Incorporate some beautiful colors in your artwork and pillows are probably one of our very favorite mm-hmm. ways to incorporate color into a room. And you know, when we say color, we're not talking about so much of it. It's it's really it should make up maybe when you look at a room like ten to twenty percent mm-hmm. at maximum twenty percent because you don't want to overwhelm people with colors. Then it starts to feel like a well, it feels like it's like, like you get color on crack. Yeah, right? or it, it just feels yeah. like there's too many children's paintings around you. Right, and you can't get out of the room. Right, like you, <laughs> you don't like want that. you. you I don't, you know, like had a Red Bull and just started putting color in your place. Yes. Like, let's yes. not do that. Yes. And that's why it shouldn't be intimidating because you really don't need to. So think about if you wanted to just start out and, you know, if you wanted primer 101 on the wildflower part of this technique is buy some really pretty pillows that don't, that don't have the same color as your sofa. So for example, if you had a blue sofa, you'd want to choose a some lighter colors, for example, so that they stand out against that darker blue. Unless it was a light blue. Unless it's a light darker And then you could go darker blue. Right, yeah. But you just want to add in these, like, beautiful colors where people go, wow, look at that sofa. Because people don't notice a really nice sofa unless there are pillows on it. It's just a waste of, you know, of this commodity. So, yeah. But but you should also sort of have a color plan. So, you know, if you, we get... We help people all the time who say, okay, here's my backdrop. How do I, how do I add color? And then that's where we look and see what the furniture is, situation is. And, you know, then that's where we say, okay, here's your color plan. You've right. got, maybe you do have a linen colored sofa and you're not going to buy another one. We'll pick bright colors that are really going to make that stand out. We might put a bright tray on a coffee table. Exactly. That's um, a great way to add color. Yeah. Great. Great. Mercedes said great colored lamp lamp shades too yeah sometimes we'll do a white a white lamp a table lamp and then we'll do a colored shade or one of our favorite ways is our book yeah books like you can go there's always I mean it's fun you should have books anyway as an accessory in your bedroom they're great for staging and you can buy those even um at like library sales and take off like go buy a bunch of hardcover books that are all sort of in the same color palette like a bunch of blue books and you just take off the covers of them and like put them on a shelf and that's a great way to add color yeah actually karen does our client with her bedroom nook upstairs and she has all these shelves and she said oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm gonna have to buy all these accessories and karen said no 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 all you're gonna have in there is books but what you're gonna do is you're gonna categorize them according to color right. so like every shelf had a different so it was like what orange like, red losing green yeah well kind of pinky red blue right green and oh my gosh it looks so amazing and it's a great way to add color and i think she spent like a total of 30 dollars because she went to the you know friends of the library they have like a right. used bookstore yeah and she just bought a bunch of hard covers but she just took off all the covers right so good and then vintage shops are fun to if you're at the beach maybe you find a cool shell planter um you know, that might be a little bit pinky, nothing like tacky, but, or you can find a great old, like things that kind of go. So maybe there's a vintage pair of red skis that are great to put on a wall. Mm-hmm. If you're in a ski cabin, right? Don't do signs that say it's better at the beach or, you know, <laughs> like if the cabin is better. 
like <laughs> please avoid unless it's like an amazing sign from like the 30s that you found okay great. yeah <laughs> we could even do a display of old license plates vintage license plates that you hang on a wall and they're all different colors i mean there's a lot of ways you can get really creative mm-hmm. and make it interesting there and and so that people are like wow and and, and actually like pillows obviously are the obvious thing pillows except uh, not throws but people forget about their walls and they also might go buy a painting that's way too small and they have like this one little painting and this giant wall and instead to create a gallery wall with colored things like a poster and maybe you have a pen and ink drawing and then you have tortoise shell and then you have like I said a vintage pennant that maybe goes with whatever but there's a lot of fun creative ways that you can add color and that actually is what draws people in too. That's mm-hmm. what again, and, your, our, and we don't even like to call them accessories. We call them curiosities because right. you you want them to read as a curiosity. You don't want them to read as a, an accessory. Right. You and know. you and you also want them to be sitting. Of course, it's all about getting them to look at your photo because it's eight seconds they spend on it and then they move on. But then once they're there, let's say they do book your place, you want them to be sitting there going, "Oh my God, look at how creative they were here." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I mean, no. we, we shop everywhere. Garage sales, Craigslist, eBay, Target. And then, you know, we have some trade sources. We go to auctions. Again, it's about it's about just not being afraid to do it. Yeah. Um, there's a great Instagram account that we use called Colors Cafe. And they put four colors a day together. And they're they're and, very inspiring. And it's very inspiring. It, colors is spelled C-O-L-O-U-R-S. Oh, yeah, the, way. the right way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the right way. <laughs> Coming from a Canadian. So it's colors.cafe and it's on Instagram. And it's great because they you just scroll through it. I mean, it's amazing. There's right now 374 posts. And it's all just matching different colorways. So if you're afraid to do color, this is a great place where you can go, okay, he's, he might, maybe he's done it for me. Right. So, yeah. And those are, those are really great combinations for your wildflower. And, and some of them are kind of like Mercedes and I would know to put it together, but some are like plum, orange, yellow, and a cream color. Mm-hmm. So most people would be like plum and orange, but then right. you see it and it's amazing. It just really works well. So that's a good resource for people to go to. If they're really kind of unsure, okay, great. Well, I have a blue sofa. What do I do? Right. I love this. I'm 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 actually on it right now and Isn't it that, great? Isn't it great? That is just amazing. That that's just yeah. what yeah. that's just what I would need as a a complete novice. Rather than, although I you know, I like the wildflower idea. I like I love the idea of of and I did that too. I put field of wildflowers into into Google and then went to look at images. And, and one in particular just jumped out at me and it's, it's a bird, a painted bunting in a field of wildflowers. And so you've got the, I mean, you've got the yellow flowers with red right in the center and there's, and then the bunting is very deep red breasted, but has almost sort of blue purple head. Right. And there you go. You can and, that ju- can be, and that's in a, and that's in a background of green. <laughs> right. And that's like you can look at that wildflower and it feels good to your eye. It's actually amazing. I mean, of course, Mercedes and I are trained to put colors and patterns together. 
But if you're afraid to do patterns, you can just do solid color on your pillow. That's fine. Or however you're going to add color. But like, you'll see, you'll, you'll look and you'll think, mm, that's not working. Right. Like I thought it would, but maybe the plum and the orange, I don't have the right color plum and orange. Right. So you'll, you need to go back to the drawing board. We, we also know that everybody is on a budget and people, they buy the place and they think, oh my God, I've put all, I bought this place. So I'm just going to decorate it. You can add these kind of things over time. You can. For sure. I mean, obviously the best would be to hit it right out of the box with everything because you're taking your photos and things, but you can always retake your photos. Yes. The, and, and there's so many resources on the internet now for art. We really say please avoid big box stores if you can, like those canvas wraps, soap paintings, yes. yeah, and get them. kind of cheap pillows where it's like, what is it? It's almost like the design is like ironed on or mm-hmm. whatever so that is. So many, there are re- a lot of really bad. Yeah. Things. Like you can, you can get on Etsy and find there's amazing women who, you know, have great pillow shops because they're sewing at home and they're really good seamstresses and they're selling beautiful pillows for a really reasonable price. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is important to try and do the best quality that you can afford. So you just, and again, you want your artwork to stand out. So like if you're going to a TJ Maxx and buying the art that everybody's buying, again, I guarantee it's probably in five other listings in your area. Exactly. Yes. Going back to the, uh, the Eiffel Tower in black and white. Good old, uh, yeah. good old <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> oh my God. I, that photographer. I think it's Ikea and it's everywhere. We had a person reached out to us and they had a beach cottage and they had all these signs like life is better at the beach. Mermaids are make you happy. And then they had this giant Eiffel tower over their sofa. And we were like, Oh my God, lose it all. Like, okay. You can't have mermaids are better kissers or whatever with the Eiffel tower. (laughs) And you're at the beach. And by the way, everybody knows life is better at the beach. So thanks. That's why I'm there. Okay. You know, I mean, you just like, you got to be, you can be interesting. And again, flea markets and garage sales, like amazing vintage oil paintings Mm -hmm. that are framed and they're like 20 bucks. Go buy that. I mean, don't be afraid to do that. It's right. So much better than the Ikea stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a really good tip because we do, that's where we tend to gravitate to because you're in there and you think, oh, look, that, that would be a nice, that would be a nice picture on my wall. Uh, rather right. yeah, rather totally. than taking the time to start, I think, with the with the overall picture of what you want it to look like. Exactly. And, and the yeah. thing is, buying those accessories is so much fun. If you're really finding really cool artwork that just makes you feel really good and you're, oh, my God, that's perfect. I love that. I mean, think how your, how your guest is going to think, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, we find a lot of great paintings on auction sites. And Etsy, mm-hmm. Etsy, eBay. Mm-hmm. We have a favorite guy on eBay. Oh, we dead. just re- we just refer to him as the dead guy because it's kind of like what he calls himself. <laughs> because I think he basically goes around and buys dead people's stuff, and um, <laughs> he's a great resource for us because we're like, oh my god, he's got a great vintage painting. It's like thirty dollars. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's nice when they're framed because some of the frames in and of themselves are actually very valuable. 
mm-hmm. um, because framing, you know, framing can get expensive. We, right. we tell people just to frame things in simple white frames in general, but if you can get something that's well-framed already for $30, you know, in an auction site, right. go for it. Right. Right. So. Well, this is, this is just wonderful stuff. And I've, I've actually learned a lot just in this, this short time we've had together, oh, partic- particularly that, uh, that um, Instagram account that that's a good one yeah just just before we finish tell me about whites because i'm the one that goes looks at all the different whites and says they all look the same to me right Ah. so um so right white so the reason why white is the best is so digitally white pops it does and it's really clean and it's i mean so yes we love color and we do colored walls when you look at those colored walls, they do look good on social media, but they really look amazing more in print. But the way white trans- translates in print, it's a little bit of gray because there's no pure white paper that they're printing it onto. Mm-hmm. But digitally, white just pops. And it's just a great background. And it feels clean and fresh and, again, airy. And sometimes the best whites are, are those which, Sometimes people think, oh my gosh, that's too bright. But when you put it all together and you add in all those other elements that we were speaking of, like the earth and the greenery and then the, you know, the wildflower colors, it just comes together in such a crisp and bright and wow factor way. Yeah. I mean, we love, we love Benjamin Moore's White Dove is a really nice white paint because it's, it's a little warm. There's a little off white in it Mm -hmm. and a little bit of subtle hint of gray yeah, and that will look good in Hawaii as well as Savannah. So, yeah. so what, know, what was it called again? It's White Benjamin Moore's White Dove. Yep. Yeah. And then we Super also white. we also love Super White, which is Benjamin Moore again. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then we there's also one by Sherwin Williams that we use, and it's called Oh Alabaster, and it's it's great. It's sort of it's a little less creamy and more of a true white. And and what we say to people is, yes, whites are overwhelming. But when you go in, don't just like go and buy a million cans of white. You really need to test out the different whites and you'll see the difference on your walls because it also depends like which way your windows face. Mm-hmm. If it's north facing, south facing. Right. And sometimes like the white you pick might be way too gray and feel really flat. I would definitely say a rule of thumb though, in general, is we avoid any white that has an earth tone undertone. So any whites with a yellow or brown is an undertone, generally we always avoid. Right, right. Because then you're fighting against it all right. the time. You're fighting against the earth tone. So we like um, the bluer white. Yeah, or a hint of pink. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but if you're if you're really overwhelmed by it all, Benjamin Moore Simply White is the best. It's crisp. It's like very clean. It's really bright. It feels really fresh and it can be used on... Walls, cabinets, doors, everywhere. Mm-hmm. We just we um, just had a client in the Tahoe area, and they came to us, and they have a condo, and the whole thing was like that old wood paneling, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. every single surface, the, yeah. the bed, the floor, the, the ceiling, yeah. everything was. It's like it. they threw up wood. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was, and it was so dark, and we just said to them, and we had this another client who had a, a ski cottage too. And we said, you got to paint it all white. Mm-hmm. Well, and except for the ceilings. We tell like, them we, to keep it Yeah, but, um, 
but they were painted white. Everybody were, says, no, I'm crazy to get rid of that wood. And we said, no, you, you have to paint it white. It's just overwhelming. No, nothing is going to look good. So we did the Benjamin Moore Simply White. And he called and said, oh, my God, you were right. I would never have done that. I would they love it. Yeah. And it just makes everything pop. But again, it is important. I mean, Simply White pretty much universally is great for everybody. You mean Simply White or Super No, white? Simply White. Simply white. I had super white earlier. But again, if you don't if you want it to be a little bit warmer and not as really crisp white, then just play around and get a few different whites. Right. But you have the yellows. But just like you would with color, you gotta paint the wall and you gotta look at it at different times of day to see how it works. Exactly. This is, this is all fantastic, and I am I'm going to put a link to the original blog post. And I know you say it's 2014 blog post, but it's timeless. So I will put a link to that blog post on the show notes. So everything that Mercedes and Karen have talked about, you can go to the show notes and take a look at and see actually all this theory in action, as it were. Um, Karen Mercedes, it, it's it's been an absolute pleasure having having you with us. I'm very jealous that you get to go to Romania or Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> it's Romania. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, I, I'd love to hear from you with the results of that, and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing that on the blog sometime soon. So it's one chic retreat. And if people want to get hold of you, how do they do that? It's easy. It's just one chic retreat at gmail.com. Okay. That's wonderful. It's, oh, it's, sorry. It's the number one. Yeah, yes. So it's the number one. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a link on our, on our yeah. website too. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, right. ju- yeah, I just want to thank you so much for, for, for spending the time with me today. I've, I've learned a lot. I'm going to go decorate a room. fantastic thank you so much we were honored to be on the show yeah thank you heather and um you know we look forward to hearing from anyone who maybe just has a question or or wants to comment as as well we love to hear from from listeners and people who follow our blog perfect perfect thank you ladies thanks heather bye that was Tremendous. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you so much, Mercedes. What a wealth of information contained in that. And I want to take some of this advice and uh, and start my RV. Unfortunately, I can't paint my ceiling white. And you know, these mahogany cupboards, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to paint either. But I think I can do something with furniture for sure, because you know, the, the, all, all RVs, anybody's had an RV will know this, all RVs come with beige furniture. And we're actually ditching. In fact, we've got a very dark brown leather theatre seating and it's that awful faux leather that's that's now beginning to disintegrate. So that's coming out and we're going to get a pair of recliners to go in here. And, and I'm looking for something colourful and get some bright cushions as well and get some bright rugs for the floor and get some green and maybe some flowers, wild flowers. So I hope you've got a great deal from that. I mean, a couple of things that I wrote down, I wrote down a ton of notes while I was listening to that. And I just wanted to come back on a couple of them. There were a couple of things that the ladies said that actually made me laugh out loud. And I'm sure you did. One of them was, do you ever stop on a scenic drive to look at a ploughed field? 
And and I know my office manager actually does because she runs a farm and ploughed fields and tractors and things like that are of particular interest to her. But unless you unless you're farming, you probably don't pay a lot of attention to brown earth. So I think Karen and Mercedes are absolutely right, you know, about the fact that we spend too much. We, we, we just pile in all these earth tones and nobody wants to see them. So I love the idea of using a lot more colour. So, so that came out to me. The other thing that they said was about wood. It looks like, it looks like they threw up wood. I have to say, I see so many cottages or cabins in my trips around Ontario and the predominance of wood, mostly faux wood, a lot of faux wood of... It, just just cheap wood panelling just blows me away. And, and I find that some owners are just so reluctant to get the paint out. And the fact is that you can paint this panelling, this faux panelling, and, and it, it can look really, really good. You just got to spend some time on it and get it whitened up. And the ones that have been done are just astonishing. The difference is amazing. I did it with my own cottage, the one I sold last year, which we called Kingfisher Cottage. And when we bought it, it was just completely wood inside. Uh, Wooden ceilings, wooden floors, wooden walls. And we actually stripped the pine off the ceilings and we put drywall up, painted it white. We kept the wood flooring and then we took all the wood panelling off the walls and those walls were also painted white. And I don't have any photographs. I must have some photographs of it somewhere. But the difference was just phenomenal once we did that. And I'm saying I don't have any decor gene in me, but the I was able to do that. Um, I That was after talking to uh, Sally Eaton, Derek Eaton's wife, um, who is a designer, and I'll put a link, actually, I'll put a link in here to the, the uh, podcast I did with Sally because we talked about that at that time. And I did take all Sally's advice and I renovated that house. And I have to say, when we sold it, it, it was sold um, over asking on the f- to, to the first people that came. And I think that was the reason because it didn't look like everybody else's place. It looked like a little designer cottage. And uh, it works. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'll make sure I put a link to Sally's podcast in there as well. So if, so, so if you want a bit of a, a design binge, a podcast design binge, then you can go and listen to the previous one I did with um, Mercedes and the one I've done with um, Sally as well. You can get a huge amount of ideas from those. OK, so um, I'm not giving you a book of the uh, a book of the month yet. That's going to come next week. Um, Next week, I'm talking to my business partner, Jason Beaton, and we're talking about what you can do to get your digital marketing strategy off the ground for 2020. As you know, we, uh, we, we use the services of Jason and Mike to and their big kahuna service for our property management company, and that saved our summer this year. Uh, we are we, we, we retain the guys now to make sure that we keep on top of our digital marketing uh, and it is really working well and they're training our staff. So, you know, if you'd like to up your game on the digital marketing side, then I strongly recommend that you get in touch with Jason and Mike at The Big Kahuna and I will put the link to that on the show notes as well. And of course, you can listen to it all next week anyway when you listen to uh, Jason. 
So that's it for me for for today. Time to get out, go for a walk in the sunshine. It's been a bit miserable the past few days. I'd like to uh, to give a bit of a shout out to Juan Betancourt from Living Las Canteras in Gran Canaria in the Canary Islands. I had mentioned him last week. I had not got his name to hand. And since then, Juan sent me an email and I wanted to uh, to give him a shout out and say hello. Also to Elizabeth Brinkley, who I met up with in Gulf Shores the other day. And we went and had a, a great cup of coffee and spent an hour and a half chatting. And I'm hoping to get out to see her properties this week in Orange Beach. So so just that's just a word that if, you know, if I'm around and about in your space, you want to chat, just let me know. And I will make my greatest efforts to get out and meet with you. So for now, just like to thank you once again for joining me. It's always an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.